Welcome to a brand new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. This will be part two of us recording live at Render ATL. It's been an amazing conference. We we're on day two. Last night went and did some partying. Now saw a bunch of talks on this episode too. Yes, it's Jem and I as panelists because we're both at Render ATL. We've invited Taylor Dessen to join us again. I don't think it was really invited. I think I forced myself into this. And you know what? You're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, because if, you know, in part one, we might have even given you some shout outs. I did. I yes, appreciate that. And, and you I did listened. such a great job introducing us as an MC that it's like, yeah, no, this is great. We can do our fast takes on mm. day two and how it's been. Taylor, before we dive in, you want to give a brief introduction of who you are? Yeah what you do and what your favorite happy hour beverage is so i'm gonna so i'm gonna start with a favorite happy hour beverage um so i i i've i've so originally it was gin gin soda i've kind of become a vodka guy now so you know what my drink is now i think i think my grandmother orders it when she goes out it's a vodka grapefruit juice and lime vodka soda grapefruit juice it's very delicious. It's very light, and grapefruit juice has a lot of health things. I, I uh-huh. at least I think. Uh-huh. I think that's what my doctor told it's me. Offset the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, hundred percent. It's good for the skin. So, anyways, <laughs> that is my favorite happy hour drink. Um, also, I feel like a kid because for those of you who are listening to this um, in the future, my feet, the way I'm sitting on the bed, is my feet are off the floor. So I feel like a twelve, like like, like a six year old, which is it, yeah, whatever. Anyways, my name is Taylor Desim. Uh, believe it or not, I'm a recruiter. I somehow finagle my way uh, into the engineering ecosystem, and I'm very thankful for it. Um, I work for an agency called Vaco. We're a billion dollar uh, consulting staffing company. We do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, we help people find jobs and help ease the hiring process uh, for companies and individuals. Um, And then my role specifically is um, I just build community and create content and try to communicate um, with people in the IT space uh, through content. Yeah. And you do a great job with content. I feel like it's continuing to get better and better too like i'm really enjoying i'm not much on tiktok yeah. and like so i don't have a lot i really like when you i really like when you like my stuff because you like i can tell when you hop on yes it's like, like two or three likes at one time and then it's like i don't hear from you for because like i don't longer. use it that often maybe yeah. i should use it more but it's funny when i jump on and do watch i don't follow a lot of people right. and so you're popping up the most and every one of them, I'm like, yeah, this is information is gold. <laughs> yeah. So if Appreciate you are that. on TikTok, please go follow Taylor. It's it's really just great content to understand from a recruiting standpoint, but it's great for people applying to jobs. It's for it's great for managers too who are yeah. hiring. Like you just cover a lot of great tips really quickly. And I actually am a big fan of the short form content because of that, where I'm like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time to go sit like and watch a 30 minute talk, but these bite sized snippets are amazing. And so yeah, please go follow uh, Taylor. It's it's really good. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. I'll cut you a check later. Right on. I'm uh, not hopefully. on TikTok. <laughs> Jam, you should be on TikTok. I would uh, love that. Uh, I waste my time on, <laughs> on Twitter. I seriously, I waste my time all the time on TikTok. Parties last night were pretty cool. They were cool. I, you know what? I, I told my wife before I left. I said, "Wife, I said, I said, uh, I said, this is kind of like the Coachella for nerds. Like I feel like it. Like I know South by." It, it, it's it's like it's like a nerd South by like true nerd uh, because South by you get actors and actresses and you know you all get that everybody stuff. you there. get everybody yeah. there this is like and I think Justin Samuels done a great job and his team kind of building this up as very obviously tech centric but um, I'm just kind of curious what y'all start sorry because you guys live out west right like you guys are a little bit more kind of in that space I'm not but that's what I kind of think it is Coachella for nerds Coachella for nerds that's what I'm, I call it yeah I mean I I do think that they've they've done a really good job at building like 
not only just like, hey, we're just listening to talks. There's We talked about this in the first episode. There's a lot of community to it, right? And I think that not only that, like the parties were really thoughtful. They were a lot of fun. They're bringing people together, but also experiencing Atlanta, right? Mm. Like it wasn't just like, hey, let's go to the hotel bar and like, hey, there's, you know, a happy hour. It's like, no, yeah, there's a lot of that, but it's at a great space. They've been really thoughtful that like we were on like a rooftop last night. Um, Lots of really great music. There was mini golf. There was like arcades. There was all these different, like it was really cool. Like, like there, there was adults acting like 13 year olds last night. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way for the record. Yeah. Yeah. But like ski ball, like you had like, you had like grown men and women like playing skee ball and putt putt and just like enjoying it. And I don't know, it was a vibe for sure. Yeah. They, uh, Renner did a great job. It wasn't just the conferences and the the talks and things like that. It was like even the after party stuff was curated. And then, uh, Render coordinated with the city of Atlanta to make uh, ATL tech week. So it wasn't just like this conference. It's like other parts like accelerators and incubators and tech companies that are all involved in this overall process. So, yeah, I like they had like coordinated after hours events versus most conferences like, oh, yeah, we, we might go to the, the bar down there. But like, no, there's a thing. And it was like it wasn't just like, I'll show up here and we'll do it. It was like everything was branded like render ATL. And then you're just at this giant party full of people. It looks like every other party. But it turns out everybody there works in tech. Everybody in tech. So yeah, like, people are just like we're just nerding out about React and like all this other dumb stuff over drinks. And it's like fantastic because I've never been to anything like that. Well, and I want to give a shout out to y'all with Netflix. Um, uh, shout out to Ryan for the invite. Appreciate it. Um, but, you know, I, I want to give y'all a shout out to I know Wix had a great uh, developer dinner too. Um, uh, you know, a few, few of our friends went there. But, you know, you guys picked a great spot downtown and walking distance. Very thoughtful. People didn't have to Uber. It was a beautiful spot, a lot of natural sunlight, um, and it wasn't packed. You guys did a great job of, like, keeping it capped so it was intentional. Like, I didn't feel overwhelmed as an introvert who's just running on pure caffeine and fumes at this point. Like, I didn't feel overwhelmed, and so shout out to y'all. And I think there's a lot of thoughtfulness around the parties across the city. Yeah, and and so that party that Netflix did, it was, yeah, it wasn't really part of the conference, right? It was let's get a group of people and like invite them. And so it was invite only and just getting a group of people together. Part of it being invite only too is so it's not as massive. It's like just this like secondary thing. And we've done this many times throughout various conferences. And I felt like they always, always end up being really great events because they are very casual, but you get that time to talk with people. And I think that was a great way to start the night too, because, you know, going to those big events, like it was, awesome i had a lot of fun but i had more conversations at the casual setting versus the mini golfing and the drinks and you know loud music and stuff very great different vibe but it was really really good another thing i want to call about the rooftop party too do you recognize that the drinks were all render uh, it was awesome yeah like they, render they branded into like it, it was so cool those are like little little touches that like I, I really appreciated like just someone put that thought into it. it was hey let's have a frosty drink that's called render I can't even remember what it's called well, like but... Justin Samuels uh, avatar on Twitter is thug debugger and that was a drink oh that's pretty so cool I love that's that that's awesome like that's awesome I did I didn't catch that one yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool um, let me ask you this and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it back on y'all because I think it's funny all three of us are podcast hosts which is hilarious right. um, so let me ask y'all this um, and Jen I'm, I'm gonna start with you why do you think companies should be thoughtful and throw in these kind of 
limited parties, not when I say limited, I just meant like invite only parties from a recruiting and branding perspective. Why is it so important in your thoughts? I mean, that's why companies are here. That's why they spend a lot of money. They fly their teams out. They get their boots together is to connect with people. So why not like funnel down that connection into this place where you can actually talk in, a, in an environment where, you know, you're not getting like, oh, uh, yeah, I want to learn about your culture or something like that from people that maybe aren't quite the right fit. And it's good to connect with those people too, but it's like, well, let's zero in, let's target those people. Let's have this personal connection. And also so like you get a feel for the culture and like in a way that's not in a super public environment. I mean, I don't work for Netflix, but the culture last night was good enough where I'd want to work for Netflix. Yeah, no, I think to me that I've always appreciated those for exactly that. It is networking. I feel like I have likely made hires from those dinners. I should probably think back on it and having people just that time with them to talk through different things, answer their questions. Cause like not only as a manager, I'm trying to hire people, but that candidate on the other side is also trying to learn, like, do I want to work with these people? Do, is this the right place? And so I, I think it gives that opportunity too to just have those conversations. Well, and, and I know when, um, you know, when I was scaling my team locally in, in, in our Nashville office, we would always, the final interview would be getting that person out to a happy hour lunch because I really feel like you can truly get to know that person when they're not in a office setting. So I think it's just a great way to kind of break down those professional barriers, quote unquote, um, and and allow those people to see who you really are. And you can see who they're, because I'll tell you this, there's been a few lunches and coffee hours where that person goes off the rails and we didn't have that, ended up hiring yeah, them. Yeah, people let their guard down, yeah. which is good. Until, like, that's what you want. 100%, maybe sometimes. It's always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's too much guard down. So talks, what, what were you all excited about for talks today? Um, I mean, I was locked in on stage three yeah, as the host. A lot of MC. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, I'm trying to think of like some of the talks. So I know James quick, my guy, you know, I caught him at the very end of his branding, um, and the importance of content creation, you know, James has held a lot of positions at a lot of big companies, Microsoft, FedEx, um, planet scale, um, you know, and Okta. Um, and you know, he went on his own and he's, he's doing very well. And so that was a great talk. Um, and then, you know, I don't know, to be honest with y'all, like my brain's mush. I can't really think of anything at the moment. So you guys take no, it away. You did, you just <laughs> I that. mean, it's like, it's what I think I emceed, I think maybe like 25 talks or something like that. So jeez, and you, you gave a talk too. Yeah. Yeah. I hung out with Kelly Vaughn. That was a lot of fun on hiring. So yeah. How did that go? Uh, it was, I mean, it, it was great. We, uh, I mean, Kelly, you know, just like you all, and, and that's why I'm so partial to, you know, you two and, and Kelly and, and these engineering leaders who treat people like human beings and are intentional when it comes to hiring. Because I think, you know, on my side, I see so many engineering managers that just don't get it and engineering leaders that just don't understand it and how to treat people like human beings. And so Kelly and I have been texting a lot and Kelly was like, you know, we should do a talk together about ripping hiring managers apart because she is one and I see it. And so um, it was really good, but honestly, our entire like, uh, I mean, it was a pack, it was a relatively packed house for late in the afternoon. We actually um, pivoted more towards job seekers, which was interesting. And we and and the response was overwhelming. And I think the one thing we continue, I continually hear, and I know Kelly does as well, is that there needs to be more authenticity from engineering leaders um, about how to navigate everything, because I think the the hiring space, the staffing world too, is just kind of this smoke and mirrors and everything's not everything's great when actually it isn't um and i think and, and i think the the leaders that are out here trying to be better need to be more vocal and that's why i really like those talks and really like what you guys are doing too awesome 
Yeah. What did you, uh, what was your favorite talks that you saw today? I know, you know, we've obviously been walking around doing networking and then things like that too, but I know both of us caught a few talks throughout the day. Yeah. I, I spent a few hours at the booth, uh, today and yesterday. It was good today. Today was a little bit harder because, uh, I, I, lo- I love render, but the music goes on, on and on and on. And it, it turns out like they're long days. They're long days. Like we just, we just got here. We're recording at y'all's hotel room and at six o'clock. Like we didn't get back until six. Yeah. yeah. And like last night, the parties, parties are great, but it turns out when there's loud music, you're yelling the whole time and you don't realize it. Cause we're all talking so loud. And I'm like, they're like, Oh, Jim, Ryan, Hey, we, we love the podcast. And we're like, Oh, this awesome connect. And like, we're, but we're like yelling the whole time. You don't realize it. And we, we woke up this morning. I'm like, Oh my, my throat hurts so much, but still go down and work the booth because I, I love connecting with people. Uh, probably one of my favorite parts. Good answer, Jim. <laughs> um, but I did happen to catch uh, Shonda a person uh, who actually works at Netflix, but I've never met them or never met her before oh, until, this conference. until this yeah. conference. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, she had a packed house. Like, uh, dude, I, I saw pictures. It was nuts. Yeah. I was sitting on the floor next to Ryan. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good talk. Uh, it was on uh, React and Suspense, but she just laid it out really clearly. I'm like even a lowly engineering an engineering manager like myself, I understood what, what was going on. So that was a great time. I think I said this even in our first episode, part one on Render. It was I knew that she'd be talking today, and I'd seen the talk, and but I, I'd really appreciate her ability to leverage actual like relatable things to a technical topic and she does such a good job of that where you're like oh that makes a ton of sense like thank you for using an analogy that really ties it together that anybody in that room could understand and i think that to me was has been a really powerful tool that she's been able to leverage time and time again i see her do it on a daily basis like even having conversations with our team she does that and so her standing up on stage doing that is really comes through i think it's a lost skill set right i mean you know i I know y'all see it a ton from a hiring perspective and and you're in it right you're engineering majors you're in it i see it on my end because i'm not super technical like i'm definitely i feel i'm way more technical than most recruiters but i'm still not you know opening up a Visual Studio or whatever y'all use in code, right? I think Visual Studio is .net. That's adorable, it? Taylor. And that, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> so what he, I have he, no, he I have, I have no idea what I'm talking about. IDE good. is that better? Yeah. IDE is that? Just no, I mean, I still general? use VS Code. See, he yeah. still uses VS, VS code. code. VS Code is different from Visual Studio, though. Yeah. 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 Oh. No, no, it's sorry. Never mind. I'm getting you're, schooled. You're good. You're good. We're, I digress here. People need to figure out how to communicate in layman's terms. Yeah. I feel like um, people. Um, when they're insecure and they don't know what's going on, they try to hide behind buzzwords. And, you know, I kind of gone really heavily into storytelling and content and and branding just with my journey. And um, every industry is plagued by buzzwords and jargon. And, um, you know, my mom, love her to death, Karen, if you ever listen to this, um, she's 62 years old. And she helped scale my dad's business on Instagram. It's crazy. It's like 3,000 followers on Instagram. Like That's just so by cool. posting one yeah, or two I times a day as my dad's restaurant. And, but so we talk about content a lot. Cause she's kind of curious, like she sees what I'm doing. And, and when I try to get technical with her, she doesn't understand. Right. And it's made me a better speaker and a better communicator. And I think that's how everybody needs to approach mostly everything. If you cannot communicate to your 62 year old mom or dad, then you don't know it well enough. In my mind, that may be a little bit of a hot take and no, that may no, not be th- across the board. I think you're right in the sense that I think people probably do know it like when they're super deep technical, but I think sometimes too is it's, it's kind of gatekeeping in a sense too, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, 
I don't think they're necessarily doing it on purpose, but that can be really hard. It's a barrier. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to sit in and on a talk like Taylor. You're like, I'm not super technical, yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't you even know the difference between VS code and visual studio. That's okay. <laughs> you know, like you should be able to sit in and on someone's talk and be like, Oh, that's interesting or take away something and like be able to be like, yeah, I really liked what they're doing there. Do I know that deep technical? No, but like I'm able to understand those concepts. Another one I think that was a great talk that right near in the end of the day was Sarah Drasner's talk. And she's obviously been an she's amazing, she's amazing speaker for years on years. I've seen her speak and always love seeing her speak, but I learned a ton from her talk on Angular. I have not used Angular probably since 2000. I saw a ton of tweets about people, and the consensus was I didn't know Angular basically was doing what it's doing. Yeah, version 14. Yeah. Which is incredible. I I don't remember the last version that I was on. It was like 1, 2, 3, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I remember recruiting a lot. We kind of – I remember recruiting during the pandemic on like – I had to ask people 2 versus 1. Because it was a huge TypeScript shift. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. Am I right? It's TypeScript. It's a, uh, it, 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 TypeScript shifts. Like, well, Angular it adopted JS TypeScript. Angular.js. I know that. Yeah. But I thought the big transition was it incorporated TypeScript. Maybe. Okay. I, I've not plugged into it. In two or two or four or something, there was a pretty big drastic change. In- because I kept asking engineers, I was like, why, why is TypeScript such a big deal? That's a different episode. No, that's a different. Definitely that's a different day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she did a great job, like just highlighting all the things that have changed and makes it very approachable. And I think that's the takeaway there too. And maybe on that topic, like Taylor, we were talking earlier about this too. Is that how can conferences be more approachable for people? Right? Like, because I think that you know. We all see it on Twitter too of like people have FOMO for not being at the conference. And I don't think I've ever realized too is like sometimes people are maybe a bit nervous to go to a conference or they're like, especially maybe, the size of this one. Yeah. And I mean, this one is a big one. 2,800 and, is the last number I heard. Wow. That's a pretty a big one. Big size. Yeah. Size. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, just show up. I mean, literally, like, you know, it's like Jem was just saying, like, you know, that rooftop, everybody's in tech. I mean, literally, like, I don't know about you all, but like, so I moved to Nashville for music. So I was in the music scene and I, you know, who are you playing with? Who are you touring with? Where'd you play last night? Right. Like that, that was what I was in. Now I hang out with a little bit of musician friends I still have left. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about to them. I'm like, how's life? Right. But I get around you all and we can talk about TypeScript or VS code, right? <laughs> right. Well, and and while, while I'm joking, I think there's a lot of validity in that because, and I think, I think if you're sitting at home, listen to this and you're like, render needs to be, renders, you know, render just seems big. Render seems kind of like daunting. Everyone's there. These big names are there. Do I deserve to be there? You do. Cause I will tell you this. I talked with one gentleman. He drove down from Tennessee today. That's about a four hour drive. He drove down today just to be here because he was in college. He's a major in finance. And he said, I hate finance and I'm trying to do something else. And so he just showed up. And I think that has a lot of um, just symbolism for networking and just being um, at places, right? It's just showing up and being intentional. Yeah. It, the thing about conferences is like you get what you, you get out what you put in. True. And you can't just show up and be like, well, I went to the conference. And that's I true. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed cool. in my room the whole time. How come I go to meet anybody? I mean, that's how I used to do conferences. I was like, oh, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't really want to talk to people, et cetera. And I go to conference and then I go back and I was like, yeah, that was an okay conference. I saw some talks, you know, maybe I learned something. Maybe, maybe I was inspired. But this conference, it's like 
oh wait i think i know you from twitter right and then like you make friends i was hanging out in the uh the elevator getting up to the rooftop and like this group of three people and i was like how do you all know each other you're all like very wildly different personalities here <laughs> uh and they're like we met at the conference so i was like how did you meet they're like oh we were on a talk we were in a in a watching a talk together and like now we're all friends we're all are you serious out. and it's just like i love that that is you, cool. you have to do that though but if you're walking through you know getting the swag from the vendors you know keep maybe to yourself like, keep to yourself being quiet that's cool like you you do you but when you leave you're going to be like okay that was okay but if you make some friends make some connections especially because tech is such a small community it really is it's really small like you you'll get so much more out of it but you have to put yourself out there a little bit and i know that's hard for a lot of engineers you know we like to hide in our hole but you have to this stuff's really important i, I like what taylor did actually on stage i was i was about to i have a story today so, so, so you say this and then, and then yeah I, I liked even i've seen you do this a few times as you've been emceeing but encouraging people to just say hi to each other like lean to your right say hi who you are lean to your left and i grew say up that. southern baptist and yeah, they always I, I used to do that i think it's a genius so. idea in the sense it's just like even having an MC like yourself just kind of forcing people to do that because like it might be awkward and weird for people to just do that on their own but when you have the person up on stage we're waiting you know three four minutes for the speaker to show up and having an MC just kind of suggesting that like that doesn't take a lot and it just kind of opens that door um so i think that was a really powerful i like that you did that and then today it was really cool um so uh Tr tracy i think it's tracy king um she moved from new york back to dc um and she yeah tracy king um, and I, I did that exercise and literally the girl sitting next to her lives in DC and they're now like going to hang out. Like that's when they so fly cool. Back. And I was just that's like, awesome. that's why we do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, um, again, but that's all it takes. Like just asking, just asking, I mean, even to meet you guys, right? Like, I think I just, I don't know how we got connected, but I think I just slid into your DMs around. I was like, Hey, I really liked what you posted on LinkedIn. Would you be down to do a podcast together? And then here we are three dudes podcasting in a yeah, hotel and I mean, room. I mean. And, and we, we've worked together a lot on things on like, yeah. we've been on, you've been on our podcast yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. We've been on your podcast. We've well, and done, you guys have been tremendous, tremendous too, just for me to learn just about hiring. Cause I only see one piece of the puzzle and I don't get to work with a lot of fan companies, really none. And so it's just a different ecosystem and really learning from y'all has been extremely helpful. That's a good, that's great. And that's like exactly what we want is like be able to share that knowledge, brainstorm together and stuff. But yeah, I was going to say that we've met in person yesterday it was like the first time actually meeting in person. Was that the first time we met? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It feels like I know you. Exactly. Dude, yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the power, power of, of, of networking on, on social media. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it goes a Jim long way. Jem thinks he's already met me before. <laughs> I, I feel like I know that with a lot of people. I mentioned uh, on our first episode that, so meeting Taylor Poindexter, first time, but it, it felt like, well, we know each other like really well. It's, we don't, like we've, I think I have talked to her, I think I mentioned like on a video call a few years ago, um, but then also just, it's mainly been through Twitter and like knowing her as a person and you just kind of connected already. Well, she's really she, cool. She does such a great job talking about bourbon and like her passions and like what cocktail she's making. So like, like I haven't had to been able to chance to sit down with Taylor, but like I really truly feel like I know Taylor yeah. because of how much she puts out online. And I just think it's so important. Yeah. Who do we, who do we meet today first? I met, uh, we met Chris Coyier. Never yep. uh, CSS tricks, code pen. Never, never met him before. I've met him a few times in person, but that's a good I feel example. Like, I feel yeah, like, yeah. He's and we're just like vibing. Uh, Rachel neighbors. Never met them before either. Yep. Hilarious. Like one of the funniest people I've met in a very, very long time. And it's like I feel like I know you sort of and like Twitter. But it takes down that like first weird. So what do you do? 
Yeah. You kind of know each you other a little bit. You kind of just jump in. Yeah. Like with you guys. Like I, we, I haven't met y'all in person. It's like, yo, what's up, dudes? Let's podcast together. Yeah, it's, it's that's a good point is I think it does lower that barrier a bit. But speaking of the barriers too, like we'd mentioned, okay, yes, like it's hard for some people to come or do that. And I, I wonder another barrier that often is it like it does cost money. Like a yes. ticket costs money. It does. Yeah. Um, you can get ways to have your ticket paid for, like if you're a speaker or if you're company sponsors the event usually you get tickets out of that and there's there's ways in which to do that but there's also things where that might be a barrier for anyone like it's that's not it's not they're not cheap like it's not like it's like a ten dollar ticket to get in but i also look at it as my advice i guess for people listening if you haven't gone to conferences or wanting to go and you're not really wanting to spend that money because i I do understand that and you're like i don't want to give a talk that's okay too is ask your companies. Like I think that companies do have budgets often for learning, mm-hmm. for buying some books or paying for courses. Ask, ask your manager, like get understandings. Like, can I go to this conference? I see here's why it's like an important one that I could learn and meet and interact with people. I think it's a really important factor for people to go to conferences because you get that energy. I think we mentioned that on the first part is that you get a lot of energy and learn a lot. And I think it is valuable for companies. So I hope companies are paying for you to go to conferences, but if they're not ask, and I've also noticed a lot of conferences even give like a little white page of like send this to render your has manager. It. Render, yeah. has it. Render, render has it on their on their web page. Like here's why you want to go to this How conference. How old am I? Their web page. What web, do you say? Website. website. Is web page fine? I think it's fine. Okay. I, I just sounded it, I really old when I said web page. I was like, I'm on my mom. I mean, my mom. Oh yeah, that's, that's like that's dating you. But I mean, it's like we knew what you're talking about there again. It's like let's not get hung up on like acronyms and terms and stuff. It's like we knew what you're talking about. That's all that matters. No, I think it's important. I mean, and and you're probably like, and and ask your friends, right? Or ask people on Twitter. I mean, I think it's a great way to network too. Like, hey, which conference should I go to? Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, if you're in the Southeast, I'd recommend Render. But like, you know, you guys were just at Reactathon out West, right? Yeah. That looked amazing. It was fun. And, and, yeah. and so you don't always, you know, I had one guy message me the other day. He goes, hey, I'm up in Boston. Like, I really want to get involved. You know, do you know anybody? So I tweeted today and I haven't gotten to it yet, but like I got kind of a handful of meetups or conferences happening. So, you know, do your research and you don't even have to travel that far if, nope. if, if, if you don't want to. And most cities have meetups too, where that yeah, is yeah. a very low bar. Like it typically doesn't cost money. I think sometimes they charge like, you know, $5 or $10 just to make sure that they have people showing and Usually up. recruiter sponsor the food. Ooh, that's always mm. good too. Free food. It's usually say, pizza. Uh, the right. easiest way to get in a conference is to speak. But I know that's not for everybody. Sure. Like I yeah, yeah, recognize yeah. that. Um, volunteer. That's a great way to go to conferences for free. It's just like volunteer, do do your time at the booth or whatever, and then go go see some talks. Like yeah, there, there's a way. That's a great point, Jim. I, I often forget that is like, yeah, there's a lot of volunteers that are helping, and you obviously get a conference ticket for going, and so that's a great option. And you're forced to network. That's what I love about volunteering is it is a forced networking time. You're going to be, wake up early to volunteer. And I hate to say the word trauma bonding because I don't use that word lightly because I, but like in a way you're in it together. Right. And so like if, if you got to get up at five 30 in the morning to set out chairs, you and that person are going to be bonded. I will tell you that much. So as you know, the conference is wrapping up and you know, we're finished day two. What's, what's, what are your reflections? Like what are takeaways? I mean, we've covered a lot on the networking and everything, but what are your takeaways? 
uh, one, I'll say, I'll, I'll plus one Sarah Drasner. Like, I always respect her from from afar, and like we we connect like every couple of years, we end up at the same conference or something like that. But she, uh, Sarah's like such a unicorn in that she's a really really strong leader, and like just listening to her, her talk at like just Netflix party and just hear her challenges she's working through, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how I should be thinking about that when I get to that level. But she's also super technical too. I, I really think like Sarah, Sarah Drazer is like one of these extraordinary people that it's like, I'm glad we get to know, know her. Um, so that was one takeaway. I was just like consistently impressed. Uh, the other takeaway was it was, it was a well-run conference. I don't know how they're going to do it next year because the, the challenge here is like, you're always trying to one up yourself and like make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And I mean, they've grown double. So I think first, first year was like 500. I think I know last year was 1200 and now they're at 2,800. I mean, if they, I'm, mean, We'll say they can't get to five thousand next year. <laughs> they could, yeah. But uh, to your to your point earlier, uh, Ryan and Taylor, on um, like, you know, how do you communicate? How do you approach yourself? How do you pitch yourself when you go to a conference and you're like, I'm looking for a job, I have a role, or like I'm in a role now? Have your elevator pitch down. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What are you looking for? What are you looking for in a company? Have those questions ready. And there's a big difference in people I talk to who like knew that already. I'm like, okay, cool. We don't have that role, or we do have that role, and actually, Ryan's the guy to talk to. That happened a few times, or this person to talk to, but people are like, I'm kind of looking for a job. I'm like, what do you what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I do front end. I'm like, great. So, so does, so does so everybody. So does 2,700 other people. Yeah. So like, no, like we said earlier, you you get out what you get in. Uh, so go to the conference. If you're there for networking, you're just making friends. You might want a job maybe a year or two down the road. Connect with people. Connect with those people. If you're there to make friends and just hang out, do that. Have a good time. Be be prepared, but don't just show up and like, oh, I saw some talks and I went home. I don't think that's the right way to do it. But again, teach so I'm not going to force you into uncomfortable conversa- uh, conversations, especially with some person at home is going to be like, Jem told me to have uncomfortable conversations and I'm going to have uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, for me, I, it, I mean, it's just obviously what Jem said. I, I think I know I've talked with a few people at boost that said there was a lot of people who just did not have the elevator pitch down. And that was alarming to me. I, I, I think, I think, you know, and again, I mean, I was even told because I know my elevator pitch, right? And they're like, oh, I'd hire you right now because of that, right? And so it's like, you know, and, and so I'm telling, uh, you know, the people listening to this, like, get your elevator pitch, know who you are, know what you want to do, be intentional. Um, and then also to try to come to one of these things, whether it's Render, whether it's, you know, I'm speaking at that conference in Wisconsin next month, whether it's Reactathon, go to one of these because I'll tell you this, I am not. I am in tech, but I'm not a developer and I come away feeling energized. So like being around like-minded people who are trying to learn is just so refreshing. Like I texted my wife, I said, man, it's just so nice to be here. So you need to get out to one of these. Yeah. I like all that. I mean, I don't know if there's much else to add, but uh, one thing I also think maybe building a bit on what Jem is and actually Taylor, like it's the, the preparation ahead of time is somewhat important in that sense. And like, there's times when I haven't prepared and gone to conferences, I still have a really good time, but I've often had a better time when I'm a little more prepared. I may not be looking for a job. And so I'm not like, Hey, I need an elevator pitch on what I do, but it could even just be looking on. I know we talk about Twitter a lot and I not, not everyone's on Twitter, but 
oftentimes is just like finding out ahead of time who's all going to the conference because you may want to talk to someone about a certain topic like it's oh hey this person works at this company and maybe i'd eventually want to work there i'd love to kind of talk with that person just to get to know them but also to like what's their experience like and i think you get that authenticity when you talk in person on those types of things at a pretty you know low effort networking piece so i think like that to me is that preparation can go a long way it could even just be like who's going to the conference or what talks am I excited to go see mm. time and time again, I will show up at the conference and should have checked the schedule a lot sooner planned roughly what, what talks I want to see, especially when it's a multi-track conference, there's a lot of really great talks or you get like interrupted with like something else that's going on and you, you end up missing a talk. So I think like planning a little bit and just knowing what you want to see and do, it actually goes a really long way. I concur. All right, can I can I ask you fellows something? Multi-track or single-track conferences? Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's go there. Oh, real quick, hold on. Single, clarify this. Oh yeah, Mul- let's clarify. Yeah. So when I think single-track, I just mean like one stage and a bunch of speakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's single-track. Was Reactathon single-track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Smashing Conf I spoke at last week was single-track as well. Yeah. Uh, Render was five tracks. Who's the main stage? Five stages, four. yeah. Five, five stages. stages. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna tell you this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull a developer. It depends. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I've been Taylor. hanging out with y'all well long done. enough. Well done. Um. Uh. So I think, you know, you, Ryan, you just talked about intentionality. Yeah. Be intentional. Check your schedule. Jam. You talked about intentionality. There's an underlying theme here. Know your elevator pitch. I think it. It's what a conference wants to be. Be intentional. Conferences. If you want to start on, what do you want to be? Magnolia JS. Single track. It's wonderful. It's small, 150 people in Jackson, Mississippi, and it's wonderful. Like I spoke last year. It's, you know, maybe, yeah, 100, 150 people. It was wonderful. You get to know everyone's hugging everybody about it. I mean, you just know everybody, right? When it comes to render, Justin, knowing like he wants this thing to be South by. He wants this thing to be like Afrotech, right? Like he wants this to be big. Um, and, and so, that's what he wants. He's intentional behind it and he's building it. Right. So I would say it depends. I would say for me, I would say I'd probably lean more single track, but then there's a lot of things behind that. Cause then you can only get so many people speaking and yada, yada, but the single tracks I've been to are a lot more intimate. I also like that you mentioned Magnolia. Um, I met Kayla yeah, she's awesome. uh, who organizes it. Her and I have interacted on Twitter for a long time and found out today that she was an early listener to front end happy hour and it, it helped her in her career. I'm like, those things are so cool to connect with, but yeah. So I found out about her conference happening in October and yes, single track, it's a lot smaller, but I'm excited for that. So to Jem's question, single track or multi-track, I, I I agree. It, it does. It does. It does depend. Versus um, see Ryan's face right yeah, now. It's like short circuiting. Like, I'm trying not to say it depends, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it does depend. But I I reflect on a lot of the conferences that I've been to, and I lean towards single track is often a lot better. And I'll say why it to me is you get to experience the talk together like everybody is there and so you see that talk and then you can converse over it in the networking aspect that you all saw that it's usually a smaller conference too right obviously because there's only so many talks that are happening you don't have the fear of missing out there's there's a lot of benefits to that and i think that i connect more with people on that level render's been amazing 
and I like what they're doing. And I don't think they should just all of a sudden go yeah, to single yeah, track. Yeah. Like I like what they're doing, but it, it just, when I think back to like some of the things where I'm like, where I got to see some really great talks and didn't miss out on something that that's where I lean a little bit heavier. Yeah. Render renders more of an event. I wouldn't, I, I would struggle now to call it a conference when you said, uh, Interesting. Taylor, Interesting. Uh, Justin, the Justin Samuels, the, the founder of, Render ATL wants to make it more by South by Southwest. You wouldn't call South by Southwest. And, 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 and no, I may be went. wrong, yeah. but but the vibe I'm getting right. He he's doing Atlanta Tech Week. Yeah. Like he's he's wanting to make this thing into a big thing. So uh, don't quote me on that. But no, no, no. That's but that's that's probably the better vibe. It's like yeah. it's an event. There happen to be speaking tracks and things like that. But there's also a million. Other I mean, it's been things. going on all week. Like he he essentially, I believe he coined Atlanta Tech Week too. I think he's trying to push Atlanta to basically be this. You know, like 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 South by South by's the whole entire week. Yeah, and that's and we it's known for that, right? Yeah. Like we all know of that. Even if you've never been, it's like you know that that's yeah. happening every year. Yeah. So, Jem, what's your preference? I do like single track, man. Um, but for three single track for something like this, that that's an event, and you're expecting that many people, you have to have multi track. You have like to. It's, it's the only to. way. Yeah. Uh, because like you know, if there's one talk that. It's like, oh, I don't care care about like uh, how do I do multi-threading in Node.js or something like that. You're like you're gonna go bounce outside and then you wander off and you're you're like not at the the conference anymore. So, multi-track you have something that appeals to everybody, but the challenge is like stuff you miss and there's always something you miss. Like, I missed your talk because I was in a different. Talk. Yeah, no. And like, I hate you happens. forever. It's yeah, cool, actually, <laughs> you know what? That was the actually the worst <laughs> part kidding. of that time slot oh it was four headliners yeah kelly kelly and i talked about it i mean all four are keynotes they were all great talks that i'm like what could we have scheduled those differently but obviously it you can't necessarily because that was my personal preference feeling like i wanted to see all four of those talks but you know maybe someone else is like no actually i didn't care about any of those you know so it's fair um but yeah i think it's tough i think it really to your point taylor it depends it depends it does I mean, overall, great conference. I'm so happy that I came to render ATL. It's, you know, exciting what's happening in Atlanta, all the great things. So, you know, I'm glad that we also all get to connect and hang out on this podcast. I'm so glad that we just like randomly were like, yeah, let's recap uh, each of the days. So, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on the episode. You know, second time on the podcast. I know you'll be on again. We love having you. Where can people get in touch with you? At T-Dessen, T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N on all social media platforms. I'm on TikTok, but like I said, I don't dance. Right you, have, on. Uh, you have a podcast too? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jim. Should mention that. Guidance Counselor 2.0. Jim and Ryan have been on that. They have multiple <laughs> times. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm Jim Young on Twitter, at Jim Young. You all know me. But, uh, man, I wish more people would like listen to you. You have so much good advice. And I'm like, I he's giving it for free. And like, he's not trying to sell you anything. Like, just I, I, I don't have an ebook. I don't have a course. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you would like to use me to staff up your IT organization, that would be great. If not, I'll still keep giving you content to help. Right on. And I'm on Twitter at Burgess D. Ryan. You can listen to Front and Happy on really whatever you like to listen to podcasts on. Find us at frontandhappyhour.com. And, you know, if you are on Twitter, please follow us at Front and HH. Tell us how we're doing. Tell If you were at Render ATL, tell us what you liked. I would love to hear, like, your thoughts on the conference. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>